0: Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. It's uh, good to be back in the studio, Pastor Corey, with our ever-growing wall of books. Yeah. It's <laughs> Keeping good to, us
1: socially distant. It's good to be in the same room with you again, Tim, although yeah. uh, we're on opposite sides of the corona wall. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Yes. Um, so. Wow. So we're back in one of our studios, and uh, <laughs> uh, where should we start? We're going we're gonna to go through some community nou- announcements and shout-outs uh, to, for good things going on in the Greater Palouse community. We're going to uh, cover our sermon background today on the, the Book of Numbers. Yeah. We're going to do that, which, which like if that doesn't excite first, you, yeah. the Hebrew title for that is In the Wilderness. C- can you say it in Hebrew? In the wilderness. <laughs> in Hebrew. <laughs> uh, I, I have the word written down somewhere, but uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe you could Google Translate that, you people on the internet. But yeah, um, yeah we're going to talk about the book In the Wilderness, which cool. is also called Numbers in the Bible. But some shout-outs to our community and uh, and then some fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we're going to do fun on another podcast. Yeah. We want to <laughs> pack in fun with this. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to drain this podcast of all the fun. <laughs> No, this podcast should have some fun too. So, um, uh, shout out to uh, my friend, Cody Kritschek. Cody, Uh, Cody, Cody, yeah. Co coach of the Garfield Palouse cross country team. Uh, Here's a little hand sanitizer for you, Cody, Uh, (laughs) for running a 50K. That's 50 kilometers or 31 miles, I think is what he ended up running. Uh, 2,600 feet in elevation gain. he had trained for a actual race where, this, where he'd be running with other people that are as crazy as he is, but um, instead he had to do it on his own. He had a little help from a couple of friends and some friendly neighbors at his finish line, but he mainly did it himself. So
0: here's to you, Cody Kritschek. Good job. Cheers, Cody. Well done. Well done and amazing. And I mean, it really was amazing to yep. see. I was there at the finish line when he came through, and... And you were there, and some other family, there were some family and other friends. You got to see him collapse. I did. And I. That's epic. You know, I would have collapsed after the first half a mile. So. (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, no, I just really respect that. I think it's an amazing achievement. And um, yeah, great job, Cody. It's inspiring.
1: Do you want to give the shout out to the uh, Palouse Food Pantry, Tim? You want to lead the way on that one?
0: Sure, I I don't know what you were gonna shout mm-hmm. out, but I'll tell you why I think they're pretty awesome. Talk yeah. about adapting to change in the midst of crazy circumstances. Yes, these people have, um, they have come up with you know another new way to make sure that they are still giving the the service and the food that they need to the people in need, um, despite the the precautions that we need to take. And last month they had made some adjustments, and this month they're delivering. And they are making sure that nobody gets um, you know left behind and that everybody ha- everybody who needs food has food. And so shout out to them and their their pickup day this or not pickup day, delivery day, this is this Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow is the 22nd, is yeah, that right? So it depends on when you're watching. Yeah, this, the but... 22nd of April. Uh, if you are interested in having food delivered to you. You need to contact the food pantry, or you can go to the Palouse Hotline um, a webpage, Corey, and that address is? Uh, Palouse.Persona.co. Right. And there's a form there you can fill out and submit, and, and they'll follow up with you and make sure you get everything you need. So, cool! great job. Great community volunteers Here's making it to happen. to you,
1: Palouse Food Pantry, little hand sanitizer. All right. They probably have plenty. These are the little awards we
0: should make. Yeah, little I, hand sanitizer sanitize. I just trophies. have some
1: Purell, and they didn't pay for this, but that's our trophy, so yeah. to speak.
0: The not-so-official sponsor. Of, no. Yes. <laughs> anyway.
1: Here's so. to you, my friends at Bishop Place Senior Living. Uh, we have a service that we usually do there every week. Yeah. Uh, worship and sermon and prayer and 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 everything. Full service. And our friends at Bishop Place have basically been, you know, isolated there, uh, very little visiting allowed. Uh, So staff and residents of Bishop Place, uh, we are thinking of you, praying for you, and uh, just persevere. And if you know somebody that lives in Bishop Place or another senior living facility, uh, consider dropping them a note or a call. If you know people who work in uh, skilled nursing facilities or assisted living facilities consider encouraging them buying them uh, a dinner uh, because they've had a lot of extra work because there's a lot of extra precautions and they're delivering meals to everyone's rooms there's in a lot of these places they're not dining in the dining rooms because that's not allowed to get a group together Uh, so there's a lot of people working hard and a lot of people putting up with difficult circumstances in um and senior living facilities. So here's to you all that are going through that, and we encourage you and we can't wait to be together one day. So, yeah, um, yeah, awesome. Next one, next one, Garpel uh, FFA plant sale. You want to talk about that, Tim? You have some personal knowledge I, about it. I love
0: the plant sale, so yeah, yeah. So each year, the Gar- Garpal FFA does a plant sale, uh, this time of year, uh, usually around about the beginning of May. And they have all kinds of flowers and plants to help get your garden started for the year. And uh, they're beautiful and all the money that's raised helps to support the FFA program and assure that those kids get uh, to participate in FFA activities and go to the state um, conventions and all that sort of stuff. And uh, they do great work uh, with the plants and they're having that sale this weekend and next weekend. And we're hoping to have um, Megan, Megan on the on the Megan show, Wilson, yeah, uh, and maybe talk a little bit more about that. But uh, you can, you know, sign up for a time slot where you can go for 15 minutes, I think, and and pick out your plants that that you want and pay for them. And so, uh, you know, they have great, great you stuff. You, great you get you your, own that, so. time your own 15 minute your own 15 You minutes, don't have yeah. to rub uh, Corona shoulders with other people. No, so. no Corona elbows. Yeah. yeah, no, you don't have to do that. You get your own slot. It's going to be as safe as they can make it, so you can get what you need and what you've come to depend on and still support the kids of the FFA program. And and they really are great and beautiful plants, so we encourage you to support that, if at all possible. Cool. Shout out so. to
1: you, Garpal FFA and Plant Sale. Make sure you have hand sanitizer at the sale, because people will want it. And you can't really have mine, but here's to you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I have one more if we have time, Tim. It's over there on that table. Oh, yeah, yeah, this one. Okay, (laughs) I need to go get the prop here. Hopefully this doesn't break our camera.
0: Yeah, I don't know, it might... uh... It's kind of a noisy prop. Here it comes into view. What in the world? Here's to you,
1: tinfoil guy. (laughs) Uh, or team that... Uh, I feel like we're to, in
0: one of those beer... Com- that beer commercial from the Super Bowl or something. This is real, Tim. Is
1: this is real. Here's to you, tinfoil guy who... Or team vandal. Uh, team vandal. Or vandals. Who came to my house while I watched TV uh, with my family in the living room peacefully. And stealthily, you covered my Subaru Legacy in tinfoil. Uh, and it was beautiful. Um, and you did a good job. And you can see a photo on Facebook. And this is the tinfoil we took off of the car. uh, And it's been somewhat condensed, believe it or not. Uh, And we will recycle it. But here's to you, tinfoil guy. Yeah. And I hope you use sanitizer before you put the tinfoil on. But I did wash my hands after I took it off. did And I didn't didn't touch my face. (laughs)
0: That's good. That I remember. That's a good word. (laughs) Here's to you. Yeah. And perhaps the same culp- uh, the same culprits may have... Uh,
1: I'd like to may catch have him added, in the act and then I could foil him. May
0: have added some foil to our windshield wipers the other day. Yeah, <laughs> too, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, we, I left that just as evidence um, in case said Vandal comes back. But, you know, it is... I can is, compare fingerprints or something. It
0: is good to laugh. It is good to laugh. And have a little bit of fun in this time, and so I, th- I think...
1: If people haven't that, figured
0: it out, that's part of the purpose of our podcast. Yeah. The purpose of our podcast. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I think that, you know, yes it's strange. It's strange, but it made a lot of people laugh and brought joy to a lot of people, and so I I say go for it. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, yeah. It it
1: we had fun with it. Our kids were surprised and actually one of our kids was sleeping and uh, our dog got, you know, actually slept through it too, so <laughs> Well, no, Shia's not the best guy. Yeah, dog. She, when, she's, when she's sleeping, she's sleeping. So, yeah. Um, well, that, that, that's my uh, shout-outs um, to Cody, to the Garpal FFA, the Food Pantry, Bishop Place, and to Tinfoil Man. Uh, may he uh, have a great week. Okay. Uh, so next thing, Tim, is we're going to talk about numbers. Numbers. Or In the Wilderness. In the Wilderness. In the Middle of the Night. No, um, In the Wilderness. Uh, so why is, that's pretty contrasting titles. Why could a book be called Numbers and then In the Wilderness? Let me I'm, take a guess. One sounds really boring, like mm. an accounting uh, textbook, Numbers. Maybe there's a
0: lot of Numbers in the Wilderness.
1: Yes, Tim, you're right. Um so in, in, in this book that I am choosing to think of as called In the Wilderness, it, it starts off, if you read chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the tent of meeting and so he spoke to Moses and they uh, you know they were at Mount Sinai they'd received the Ten Commandments it's it's picking up where the book of Leviticus ended which comes right after Exodus where Exodus tells the story of the people being rescued from Egypt out of slavery and uh, they they start to have some struggles right away even at Mount Sinai even though God is meeting with Moses at Mount Sinai um But uh, struggles like making the golden calf and things like that. Right. But God's still going to lead them to the promised land. And Numbers is the book uh, where they go from Mount Sinai to the edge of the promised land. But it takes a little bit longer uh, than they expected because they are in the wilderness for 40 years. Um, Some people say in the desert, in the desert wilderness, if you want to say that. Uh, That's a long time. Forty years is a long time. It's about as long as Mark Sawyer is old. Oh, I think you think so. I don't know how See old that he old? is. Anyway, friend of ours, sort of um, a vandal. <laughs> so it it uh, in they're in the wilderness and uh, they count the people. They count the tribes and part of the book's point is to talk about the structure that God has given to the people of Israel, to the Hebrew people and. Talking about their tribes, talking about how many people are in the tribes, so talking about their numbers and how they how they marched when they traveled, how they camped when they were encamped around the the tabernacle, which is talked about in great detail in Leviticus, um, and and so the book the book talks about that. It talk, has these details it has details about how many people and how many people in which family groups and. Uh, laws they're supposed to do, and festivals or celebrations like the Passover. Passover they're supposed to have, and and how they're supposed to take care of Levites, and there's all kinds of things uh, like that in in the book of Numbers. But it's not just lists and laws and ceremonies and rituals. It it also has some wild stories, uh, a talking donkey, uh, for one. That's, uh, that's some, pretty wild. Yes, um, and I mean, some. Yeah, some battles, uh, which surprisingly we didn't talk about the battles in men's yeah, Bible study no battle, this morning. Because no usually we like yeah. to talk about swords, but we we missed it. Um, it. Talks about people getting swallowed up by the earth, I think, at one point uh, for being rebellious to God. It, it talks about people get bit by snakes, and then yeah. they have to look to a bronze snake in order to be cured. It just some wild some kind stories. Of strange, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, poetry um song is incorporated too um uh it talks about the rights of females to inherit uh and, which is a pretty amazing uh reality in the ancient world so uh, this book is talking about what the people of israel experienced and how god took care of them between when they were at mount sinai and when he got them to the edge of the wilderness so um so he he provided for them, he protected them, he blessed them. Uh, but why did it take forty years, Tim? It's not that long a trip, um, even on foot. You know, I, do you know why they, it took
0: forty years? I guess they took some detours. Well, you know, some spiritual spiritually, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, I, that uh, caused some some trouble, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and so it didn't. Here's what it boils down to: is that they didn't proceed the way that God intended that they should proceed, and so, you know, much as it is in our lives, if we don't do things God's way, uh, sometimes it takes us longer to get to where God wants us to go.
1: Yeah, Uh, they were disobedient to what God wanted. Um, They had, you know, the the leaders, the elders in that generation that had left Egypt, they are really struggling with living outside of Egypt, living as non-slaves, living as free people, and though God had richly provided for them when they um, when they came out of Egypt and, and rescued them in a miraculous way, I mean, they came through uh, well, the Red Sea, right? God parted yeah. it, and, and they saw the Egyptian army destroyed, uh, and it was obvious that God was doing this, but they get accustomed to God's presence in their life, even though he's leading them by cloud and by a pillar of fire and providing them manna in the desert, um, they're still stuck in their old way of thinking and um, yeah. and and so when god gets them to the edge of the promised land and he sends he sends or moses sends spies into the land to check it out and they see all kinds of blessing but they also see the inhabitants of the land and they come back and uh, there was 12 spies and 10 of the spies well they all g- give a good report that there was lots of blessings in the land right but 10 of the spies Give a fearful report that basically the inhabitants are giant and it's scary, and we don't know if we should go in there. And only uh, Joshua and Caleb say, You know, let's go in there. God will help us, and we we can do this. Um, And it's at that point that God says, You know, you haven't really been trusting in me. So nobody uh, except Caleb and Joshua from that generation are going to be able to enter the promised land. Um, And then they have 40 years. Uh, from that point of of uh wandering of yeah. of not being able to be in in the promised land um for their disobedience yeah yeah I mean, that that's unfortunate it is um and but i i i guess god knows best when when uh when we have disobedience in our own life um if we won't yield to his way, he might find a way to get us to um, um, to follow him some other way. <laughs> he might allow difficulty or
0: uh, he, he could um, yeah, allow he, time yeah, to work
1: yeah. on us. Yeah.
0: yeah, he has a plan and he has a goal for us and we don't always choose to be obedient, but he will find a way to to kind of shepherd us (laughs) despite our despite our failings yeah where he wants us to be yeah um and 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 when we choose our way over his way it's uh, it's always harder it seems like um in the long run but uh but anyway there there it is
1: yeah you know um we can this book fourth book of the bible read it check it out um my Alexa can even read it to me um, if she's behaving, but um, it, you know it—it um, it, it's punctuated with rebellion. You know, mm. you have God blessing and helping the people out of a trial and circumstance, providing for them, but then they'll complain or rebel. You know, even Miriam and Aaron, uh, Moses' si- siblings. Um, Complain and and oppose Moses, uh, and that's actually right before the 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 in chapter twelve they do that in chapter thirteen then the spies go into Canaan the future or the promised land and then they come back and they are they're essentially opposing God by having a a fearful attitude mm. so so God um, God is patient with His people including us but you know if our life is, is punctuated with rebellion we we will see that God is uh, often going to let us have the consequences of our rebellion in order to teach us that obedience and um, faith trusting in him is is the better the better way Mm
0: -hmm. yeah 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 but this this was a problem really just in that time uh, for those people right not for us not for us Yeah. Not at all.
1: Well, I think I, you know, I look at some of these Do you feel a bit in the wilderness at times, Tim? Is that what you're trying to say? You
0: know, sometimes sometimes I bring a little bit of a judgy attitude um, against God's people in the Bible because I'm like, how come you can't see what God is doing? Um, And whether it's the disciples in the New Testament and the Israelites in the Old Testament, they're a great example of, you know, God They've seen God work in amazing ways, right? And like you were saying, the cross the Red Sea and uh, escape from the Egyptian army. And, and they saw before that, they saw the plagues that he sent in order to orchestrate that whole thing. And right. then they they five minutes later, they're like, oh, it would be so great if we were back in Egypt and we were slaves for four centuries. <laughs> and, they really can't you know, see, what's right, can't see what's right in front of their face. They can't see what's right in front of their face. But I that wouldn't happen to us. That wouldn't happen to us, no. <laughs> You know, and I and I'm ju- I, I'm judgmental against them, but then I, um, our good friend Brent, Ben, he always reminds us in our in our Bible study that that that's just we're we're the exact same way uh, today, and we keep doing the same things that the Israelites do, and we can't see uh, we can't see the forest for the trees for whatever reason, and. And we don't see how God is working, and we don't trust. And it's like God has done miraculous things in your life, and then how fast we forget it, mm-hmm. and we wish to be back where we, where we were, and uh, and and
1: like people right now wanting to just go back to the old normal uh, before COVID 19. And I think some other people are asking, but wait a second, should we? You know, are there oh, things that should yeah. improve and and change uh, that we are learning in this time? I think that's a very valid discussion, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if we've been taken out of something, um, like what what maybe, when we're in a challenging time, we can look at all we don't have or all the challenges of not being able to see our friends right now or something or losing a job even yeah. or going through sickness. There's There's some mighty challenges. We could look at all the negatives or we could say this is a time to to look at what God has done for me in the past and what he is doing for me right now, and he promises to do for me in the future. Amen. And that stuff is always right in front of us. Like, God has always loved us. He's taking care of us. He is taking care of us. His spirit is present. He's He's willing to provide for us. Um, and yet, in the midst of trial and tribulation, I may not see that. And so I think, like James says, we gotta, we got to choose joy, or count it all joy when we face trials of many kinds. Um, That's a verse that might come up in the sermon this Sunday, but we got about a minute left, Tim. Okay. Uh, But uh, yeah, just a wonderful book. Give it a read. Uh, uh, You know, go into your study Bible. If you've got a study Bible, read the intro, at least look at some of the stories. If you don't want to read the lists of people, that's okay, but check out the book of Numbers. It has a lot to say for us who feel like we are in the wilderness in this time that we're in now.
0: Yes, excellent. Well, Corey, do you do you know who the most elastic man in the Bible is? Oh, do you really want to tell this joke? We didn't even introduce it. I I, I know we didn't. Well, there's a character in the
1: Bible called Balaam, and he has a female donkey. I know that, and he has quite a bit of struggle with this donkey, and then he has to go prophesy. Uh, So, what are you talking about, Balaam? I am.
0: Yeah. What what were you going to ask about Balaam? So why is he the (laughs) most, who is the most elastic man in the Bible? It's Balaam. The most what?